Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition is $5. Oh, fuck. Oh, I almost have to buy that. <laughs> Dude, come on. Five bucks? Come on. Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. Please justify this for me so I can buy it. <laughs> for five bucks, you really can, you have no excuse but not to buy it. Right? Yeah. Fallout 3 Game of the Year editions, five bucks. But buying both of those, that that's ridiculous. Now you're just being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially the same game with different story. Wait, right. really, this is the <laughs> point. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! I'm Stephen Vargas, coming to you from uh, Los Angeles, and coming to you via Skype is uh, Fuck the Fuckdom, otherwise known as Adam Riley. Coming at ya! <laughs> so, um, first off, this is kind of good news, kind of what the fuck. Um, finally! Um, I got The Last of Us, but right. I got, yeah, finally, but I got it as a gift. The girl I'm seeing knew I was having like a bad fucking month. So like, you know how money gets tight and shit like that. And this game I've been wanting since like the first, like two E3s ago when they fucking announced it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, motherfucker. And I just didn't have the money to buy it. And, uh, so on Friday, she's like, I got a present for you. I was like, all right. You know, not sure what it is, you know, like paternity suit, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Pregnancy. Too. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, you know, why is, why is it still wet, you know? <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> um, but, like, so I get it, and I'm like, oh, shit. I literally wanted to shed a tear. Was so close to shedding a tear. But then I didn't want to really show my geekdom that much, you know? Um shit. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god, he really enjoys this. Oh, you know. Uh, but yeah, so the the what the fuck part of it is I haven't had time to play it yet. So it, it's I hate that, you know, when you want something so bad and you finally get it, and then you have no time in your schedule to actually sit down and play it. Like, I don't want to just, like, sit down for, like, five minutes and, like, give it a five minute. I want to sit down and give it, like, a fucking night, you know? You, you want to kind of give it that kind of treatment, you know? I, I do understand you. <laughs> and still, I agree with you. You still on Steam over there? No, I'm not on Steam, asshole. <laughs> oh, man. I'm on canirunthis.com to see if I can play a Steam game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. By well, the let, balls. Let's go. Let, uh, let's jump. Let's shift this around. Let's talk about that since I. Okay, let's talk about Steam first. Yeah. So. This, well, let me say the first one first because then it makes more sense why I'm on Steam so much. So I recently got a new, to me, graphics card. Uh, a buddy of mine was selling an old, um, well, 2009 card. Um, a 50, let me look at the box, 5870 Radeon. Uh, best card of the year, basically, 2009. So basically, I now can play games, basically. <laughs> you know, because the card I had was a piece of shit. So 
this happens right when the Steam summer sale happens, which is just a silly discount. So the way it works is you'll have main deals that don't change. for It only goes for the week. So you have daily deals, and there is a timer. So the daily deals, and we're talking like 50% off, 75% off. And then you have flash sales. Those are every eight hours. Community choice, so they'll have three games up, usually same theme. And then the community votes which one they want think should be the next one on sale. Which pisses me off because I bought Torchlight 2 uh, 50% off on a daily deal. And then the community voted Torchlight 2 and now it's 75% off. So it's kind of a bitch. Um, <laughs> kind of a kick in the nuts. Exactly. And then they have yesterday's big deals, which they give you a little bit more time to get that done. And then top sellers. So it was um, – I've bought in like three games. <laughs> and, like, every day I get on here and I buy a fucking game. But we're talking about fucking like Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition, five bucks. You have to Bo- get it for that. You, right. Yeah. Bo- Borderlands 2 is ten ten dollars. I see that. Spec Ops the line is uh seven dollars four nine cents. Oh wow. You know, it's just stupid. B- Portal two, five bucks. Shit. Yeah, you know, just silly silly fucking deal. And it's 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 one of those sales that even if you have it on like a console, you'll buy it on the PC just because it's a ridiculous price. Doom three, BFG edition, eleven ninety nine. I'd probably skip that one, but I'm just saying it's there. <laughs> I like. Um, I probably skip it, but I'm just saying it's there. Well, you can get Fallout New Vegas and not get the Ultimate Edition, and it's two forty nine. Jesus, two dollars and forty nine fucking cents. Are you shitting me? I'm buying that one. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it right now as we're talking. <laughs> so it, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing the deals that are going on. Um, and then I got the graphics card. And I'm I'm fucking around my computer. I got put a new power supply in. I'm just having an interesting week when it comes to my computer. I got a new, uh, well, kind of new, but I bought a 40 bucks. I bought a like a dual core Athlon computer, um, and I'm gonna put my old graphics card in it, and then that'd be good for the kids play games and shit. There you go. And I fixed my fucking laptop, nice. my Alienware laptop. I got so so many computers now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm saying. So, that's all I have to talk about. Damn. Um, oh yeah, I got. I've been. There's probably a quite. There's probably a few of you out there that probably never heard of this movie, but there's a movie called CB4. Old <laughs> fucking Chris Rock movie. That's a badass movie. It's dude. such a badass movie. It's basically the Spinal Tap of gangster rap. Oh yeah. Uh, in, um, if you've never seen it, fucking watch it. It's hilarious. Um. I've been wanting to find this movie forever. I can't find it in any stores. And, you know, sometimes where you, if you go online, you can catch it. But I finally got it off Amazon. Five bucks. And I was Jesus. like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is like a DVD, right? Not like, beta, you know, VHS tape. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's, yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking awesome. So I'm looking forward to that because... That's such one of those movies that you just <laughs> you have to watch. And five bucks for a DVD. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, this kind of happened over the weekend. Um, I never watched the show, so I really, you know, I don't have any, you know, opinion on it. I mean, I have opinion on the show, but um, I, I say this because it's it sucks. Uh, that dude, Corey uh, Monteith from uh, Glee. Mm. Um was found dead in a hotel room this weekend. Um, he was only 31. And uh, I was like, that fucking sucks. So I just kind of wanted to throw it out there because we do cover all the, like, all the news and stuff like that. And I just thought that that – it sucks. And it, it's – it sucks. But the one point that I want to bring up people – to remind people is that this could have – that could have been Robert Downey Jr. back in the day. Oh, Definitely. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm kind of surprised he didn't. And that's a lot closer than a lot of people like to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, it, it, I mean, it's it's sad. I mean, the, the only reason people are really surprised is because um, he was on Glee. Yeah. He wasn't on, you know, he wasn't involved in the other things. But, um, you know, it's sad whenever anybody passes away. And, and I mean, we you can, you know, since this has come out, I've heard a lot out in the streets or 
online um but people talking shit oh you know drugs and this and that you know yeah i mean you can talk that shit but sometimes people get caught up in those addictions you know yeah. and they can't they just can't break free yeah i mean you he, know, they're not getting the help they need or anything yeah. like that i mean he said he was addicted to drugs at 13 yeah and so he just and just a few months ago actually just went back into rehab that's um, pretty hardcore. So it, yeah, that's pretty hardcore, and it sucks because you know it's it's it sucks to lose you know for anybody to die like that, and um, you know and who knows he could have he was he was one of the unfortunate ones you know and and I think sometimes when you it sucks because it's like sometimes you need those cautionary tales to remind you of hey that could be you yeah you know and uh, and like I said you know you know Robert Downey Jr. could have been one of those so. You know, it's it sucks. It's it's sad that way. But um, uh, I and on a completely different note, um, I saw this meme today that said, "I'm not sure whether Iron Man's my favorite Avenger or Robert Downey Jr. is." Mm. And, and I look at, makes sense. I know. I that's the same thing I said. I go, you know what? That actually, I can see that. I can see why that would be. <laughs> why that would come into question oh man alright well um, I think it's time we jump into some news I think so alrighty um, in television and movie news this week those of you that have been following the NBC series community have had to deal with a lot of backstage drama for a comedy show uh, it seems to be going through another major casting change now if you were looking at the San Diego Comic Con panel lineup you may you will notice Two missing actors from that panel, Joe McHale and Donald Glover. With the firing of Dan Harmon at the end of Season 3, the departure of Chevy Chase after Season 4, and the rehiring of Harmon for the 13-episode Season 5, it seems that Donald Glover isn't going to be a full-time regular for what is expected to be the, um, the final season. Vulture is reporting that Glover has signed on to appear in only five of the 13 episodes ordered for the next season. The reason is that he's going to try to focus on his music career as Childish Gambino. It isn't clear if he decided to do the series out of pressure from Harmon and company to come back for the final season, or that he really wanted to do it but needed to fit it into his schedule. Glover's Troy and um, Danny Pudi's op-ed are usually the best characters on the series and keep me connected to the geek humor rather than the childish adult humor from the other characters. Uh, while the series fell off for me the last season, I was looking forward to getting uh, for everyone getting together for one final season but i guess we can only we only settle for five and it's better than none yeah and they say that he's going to be part-time it probably means he'll just be in the first episode and the last one yeah. let's be real yeah <laughs> well so. he, it's five so he'll probably be first last maybe the last two and then a couple sprinkled somewhere but knowing Harmon and the way he works he's probably gonna have some fucking outrageous story for you know for uh Troy, because, you know, having Abed losing a friend, like, you know, a close friend like that, it's going to have to be something huge. Yeah. All right. Well, moving right along. Uh, we have all seen plenty of photos of Jamie Foxx and his electro makeup from the upcoming Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, but none of these were official shots. Well, a few sneaky photos can tide us over for a while. The first official photo... Uh, really shows off how awesome the character is going to look. Entertainment Weekly's cover is all about Comic-Con, focusing on not just the Webhead's new film, but other others like The Hunger Games Catching Fire, Ender's Game, what? Ender's Game, <laughs> dude. And the remake of Carrie, which is whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, who gives a shit? The, the thing that I don't like about remakes when you can watch the original movie and it stands up on its own. So why'd yeah. you remake it? You know, you're just trying to make some money. All of these films will have a presence at – all of these films at more, actually, will have a presence at this year's Comic-Con. Um, inside of the issue, EW talks a bit about what Spidey is going up against in the new film and how Fox is liking stepping into the role of a villain. So he says, Spider-Man's main foe will be – oh, no, I'm sorry. EW said, Spider-Man's main foe will be the terrifying and very blue Electro, uh, played by Jamie Foxx. The Oscar winner says he left at the chance – to play a comic book bad guy. So he says within their quote <laughs> to get to be the villain and get to say all the cool stuff, of course. Um, but that's all. And then, then now we're back to just EW talking. 
But that's not all Peter Parker will grapple with. He's grappling with the mystery of his parents' death, his ongoing romance with Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone, uh, Emma Stone, and Emma Stone. And his close but complicated relationship with Oscorp founder Norman Osborn, played by Chris Cooper, and his son Harry, played by uh, Dane Dehan. Um, Viewalizzy.com, um, search for... Uh, just search for Jamie Fox, really. Or just Electro. You'll see the Entertainment Weekly cover. And make it look dope, dude. Like, it looks as CG involved, too. But it, oh, it yeah. just looks sick, dude. So, um, I don't know why he's, he's like, he's got his mouth kind of open when he's like... Yeah, but... Well, it's probably the only way to breathe. Teaches on. Teaches on, yeah. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I just thought that was dope. <laughs> All right. Well, in uh, <laughs> in gaming news... Square Enix doesn't shy away from pissing off their fan base. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though their intentions were to cover their best interests, their history of douchebag moves, you can see now as (laughs) – you can see how this will turn back on them. Uh, We know that all publishers hate piracy, but some really hate piracy. Mm -hmm. However, Square Enix likes to take that further step to really annoy their fan base. Their latest foray into utter annoyance involves their mobile version of Deus Ex The Fall. One edit user found out, as one edit user found out, if you play the game on a jailbroken mobile device, the game will make you unable to fire your guns. Uh, As one does, he took his concern to the site and revealed the issue to the entire Reddit community, as one does. Uh, The issue in question is when you try to fire your weapons uh, for the first time, for the first time, players using a jailbroken phone will receive this message, quote, we are sorry, but you cannot fire on jailbroken devices. The notion behind it is that when you jailbreak your phone, you use piracy channels to download a free version of the game. That isn't necessarily the case. Purchasing a jailbroken device are allowed and is legal to purchase. Even if you purchase the game for $6.99, if your device is jailbroken, you will not be able to use the game. Back in 2010, the U.S. Library of Congress made it Ill- made it legal to jailbreak phones, but it does not, um, but it does invalidate the warranty. So making the move proves to fly in the face of actual law. I understand that many people jailbreak their phones to obtain free apps, but there are some that do it to uh, to it more iPhones to carrier to move iPhones to carriers that don't natively offer those devices like T-Mobile in the past. It will be weird to see how it, um, Square Enix uh, plays this privacy um, piracy card as they are one of the first to block a complete game from being used if you have a jailbroken device. At least we um, offer a warning to anyone that may be purchasing the game but happen to be using it on such a device. Well, uh, now, there was an update later ye- um, yesterday. After the story broke wide on the internet, Square Enix had released... Uh, statement in regards to their decision. They announced that they will remove the restriction for jailbroken device, quote-unquote, in the near future. Uh, they admit that to not informing customers about the restriction when they purchased the game, uh, quote, we did not clear- state clearly the game would not support jailbroken devices, so we will be switching this off via an update so that all the supported iOS devices will be able to play the game, the company said to the Penny Arcade Report via a statement. Um, I think that's a complete douchebag move. Um, the fact that I understand why they did it, just I, the thought process behind it I understand, but the fact that they actually did it is what bothers me. Right. Because, yeah, you know, some people, some people jailbreak the phones because they don't like Apple telling them what to do. They like the iOS device. They like some of the features on it, but they like to be able to customize it. You know, and get rid of some of that Appleware that they get stuck on them. And yeah, true, some of them do use it for, you know, downloading free shit. But, you know. Who fucking does? No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like Square Enix, dude. What the fuck were you thinking? Can't jailbreak my phone, so. <laughs> they haven't invented a way to do that yet with the Windows phones. It's because nobody cares. How dare you? Like, just how dare you? Easy. That, that's really all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> just how dare you, sir. Anyway. Um, 
so moving right along, this story is actually kind of dope. This story right here. So you may not have a, you may not have known this, but Riot Games, creator and maintainer of the wildly popular League of Legends, has been in talks with the U.S. government about giving the players of the game a lot more credibility. And what Riot is calling a groundbreaking decision, the U.S. now considers League of Legends players as pro athletes. Wow. Yeah. There's a reason, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> so here's a quote. Uh, so the United States government recognizes League of Legends pro players as professional athletes and, award, and awards visas to essentially work in the United States under that title. Uh, this is groundbreaking for esports. Now we can start looking at international players when they come over. It's a much easier process because they're actually recognized by the government. This is a huge thing. So this wasn't in my article because I didn't hear about it until afterwards, but basically there was a, I forget his name, there was a pro player that came over here for a big League of Legends tournament, and he wasn't able to compete. He had to leave because of uh, passport problems and stuff like that. So pro athletes, so let's say a soccer team, they can pretty much just they all have work visas, basically. So they can go come in here as they choose if they have if they're doing something. Um, So I think that's kind of cool. So the quote goes on. This was a lengthy process. We had a lot of people fighting for this. It wasn't something that happened overnight. Um, And then the esports scene has become massive, and not only with League of Legends, games like StarCraft II, World of Warcraft, Dota II, and many others, seeing mainstream international competitions is commonplace. With this new classification in the United States making it much easier for players from across the world to travel here for eSport-related reasons, be sure to see a huge growth in the industry as a whole. For those that enjoy watching eSports more than physical sports, like myself, this is a great day indeed. So I was excited when I read this because Steve knows. Like, Steve will, you know, catch the football game in the morning. I'm watching the StarCraft II tournament. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's something I'm into, but it's becoming... It's becoming a big thing, you know. And it's now it's becoming a thing. Yeah, it, it's a thing. So it's it's interesting. Now the thing is, though, is that the old, the article only said that, or the news only said that League of Legends players are pro athletes, which I think is odd. Like, shouldn't? But then here's the flip side: if they make say, okay, all esport players, so it was like, like, oh, I'm in America because I'm playing a uh, a fucking did you say some stupid game like. I'm playing a Candy Crush tournament <laughs> at a homie's house. Yeah, you know, just I don't know, but it's. I mean, they, the they just started. They break it up into seasons for League of Legends. Just started season three um, tournament, so everyone's going for ranks and stuff. The million dollar pot, dude. Yeah. If you win this tournament, like it's pretty fucking serious. You know, so I like watching League of Legends matches too. That's all I have to say. That's cool. No, just kidding. Uh, stupid. <laughs> no, that makes that makes a lot of sense that they would, you know, because uh, it is a valid competition. Uh, you know, some people may say, "Oh, it's fucking League of Legends. It's not that." It's, you know, if people can compete around the world, they should make it a little easier for, <laughs> quote unquote, athletes <laughs> to appear. Although the sanctions they gave them, like, at, oh, they've been considered athletes, is a little funny. Well, but, see, I think I think because when you hear the term athlete, you think of physical competition. And obviously, so I think they need to come up with maybe a better word yeah. or something or something that, you know, I like how they say esports instead of sports because that kind of separates the two right. saying, yes, it's a it's a it's a competition and it's a legitimate competition, but it's not hockey. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. they're separating it. That's fine. But they're still calling them separated. Keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as I do air drums. Right. So I think it's good though. I think esports should be legitimate, l- legit. I mean, I think I just think it's the shit. Um, and they get serious, man. Oh yeah. They got people. They got people running the um the commentators or whatever running the show. <laughs> and everything's going on. They do interviews. They got every you know just like you were at like a boxing match. That's how esports feels to me, like a boxing match, like everything around it. You know, and um, being that boxing is all but dead, why not? Well, yeah, I mean, you have so many people that are like, oh, but they get hurt, and it's not not like they don't know getting into it, but that's another another topic for another day. Yeah, and I mean, in eSports, you can get a hand cramp. 
Yeah. Uh, and your eye Tendon strains, an eye strain, strain. yeah, a lot eye of things, strain. yeah, you know, you know. yeah, uh, you can get stabbed, <laughs> yeah, you can get shanked, you can also, you know, you can also, you know, epileptic seizure, that too, Mm-hmm. I mean, these are real world issues, people, yeah. you know, not just first world problems, real world problems, real world problems, yeah, <laughs> uh, in comic news this week, um, if you're a fan of the DC comic title Suicide Squad, then you'll be certainly bothered by the announcement on Monday that series writer Aless Cott is no longer writing the title. He revealed in a Tumblr post, as you do, confirming that someone else will be taking over the comic with issue 24. In DC's uh, October 2013 solicitation, according to Newsarama, it was revealed that Matt Kent who is writing for Justice League of America, among others, will be taking on the writing duties, at least with issue 24. Yes, uh, quote, 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 yes, Matt Kent is writing um, Suicide Squad number 24, and I am no longer writing Suicide Squad, he wrote. Uh, Matt Kent is a very capable storyteller who is doing excellent things in the comic medium, and I wish him great things. Uh, I killed my deadlines, I wrote my best, and I have no regrets whatsoever. Now, there hasn't been any word as to the reason for his departure, but Cod did receive praise for writing since he joined the issue, the, um, joined the issue back with issue number 20. Uh, Cod isn't the only writer who has been in his spot, in his title for a short time, short run, and it seems that DC is going through more writers than titles. And as press time, DC declined to comment on Cod's departure and, uh, would not address the issue and whether Kent would be the new creative staff runner for the title. However, we can imagine that we'll be uh, they'll be saving that announcement for next week's San Diego Comic Con, and we'll have more news on that when that develops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like I mean, like with all their with all their issues. I mean, you you all, a lot of their titles they're burning through writer creative staff writers. I know it, it's weird too. Like yeah. it's what's really going on. I remember they yeah. just signing people off to start shit off, or you know. Yeah, because you know, because it would be something if it was like, oh yeah, he's only going to be on for four issues, five issues, a story arc, bring someone else in, that's fine. But when a lot of times, you know, you have fortune, then they're just leaving, and I don't know that that statement on his Tumblr didn't really seem like, oh, it was my choice. It was it was just basically kind of like. Hey, I did my best. I, you know, I crushed my deadlines. You know, YOLO. You know, it was, I was just thinking that YOLO. Yeah, yeah. produces and left. Dude. Exactly, because it kind of seemed like, you know, they made a change, and he's like, "Hey, I did my job. I'm out. Peace so, out. Bitches. Peace out. Yeah. So. Biznatches. <laughs> Biznatches. Biznatches. What you my got job. over there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all know. The Ultimate Universe line of comic books from Marvel, but some may have forgotten the Marvel Knights imprint uh, that came out around the same time. When Marvel was about to go under, yes, they were going broke pre-movie days. Uh, they cooked up two new universes that dragged them out of dire circumstances. While the Ultimate Universe thrives today, the Marvel Knights side has faded out until now. Come October, Marvel is breathing new life into into the Marvel Knights branding with three new short-run books. Marvel Knights, Spider-Man, of course, Spider-Man's going to be there. Yeah, of course. Um, by Matt Kent and Marco Rudy. Marvel Knights X-Men by Brom Revel, that comes out in November. And Marvel Knights Hulk, which is the one that, that kind of the odd man out for me with the Marvel Knights branding. Mm. Um, by Joe Keating and Piotr Per. Kowalski. Wow. Just for your information, <laughs> the Hulk series will have a four-issue run, while the other two will go for five issues. If you head over to LazyGeeks.com, do a quick search for Marvel Knights, um, you'll see the three covers. Pretty cool artwork. It's cool, man. Marvel Knights was dope back in the day. Yeah, I, I totally... <laughs> it's funny, because like... Uh... It's always Spider-Man. It's always a Spider-Man book and an Spider-Man. X-Men book. It's like DC's Batman. They're yeah. always, he's always there. It's Batman, Superman with DC uh, with Spider-Man and X-Men. Yes. You know, um, it, it's it just strikes me as funny. But Mar- yeah, the Marvel Knight shit was the shit back in the day. I mean, because it was their what was it? It was their uh, their mature 
you know, it was like, you know, they told a little more adult stories, a little stories that they couldn't tell in the mainstream universe. And I always dug that. You know, time I see, uh, you know, because it was either Spider-Man, uh, Ghost Rider, um, Daredevil, and Punisher were mm-hmm. always in, in, in Marvel Knight stories. I remember they tried to do the same thing with, like, Captain America in, like, a Marvel Knights, yeah. but I was like, nah. it didn't fit. yeah, you, you can't, you know, he's too much, you know, unless it was dealing with him, like, dealing with this whole, you know, out of time thing, which can kind of get a little dark, but it was more psychological than anything else. Um, but yeah, so it's just, uh, it'd be nice to see them come back again. Did they, when did they say they were coming back? Um, October is the Spider-Man book, uh, as well as the Hulk book, I believe. Mm, interesting. Um, no, Hulk was in November. No, X-Men's in November. And then Hulk and Spider-Man. I'm, Hulk surprises me, though. Hulk surprises me because, and, and we were talking about this earlier, like, I think, I think they were just covering all their bases. Yeah. Like, you have three, you have the X-Men for the team-up fans, um, you have Spider-Man for the more cerebral book, uh, mm. as well as maybe the funnier book too, um, and then Hulk for the just I like to break everything book. Right. <laughs> you know, so I think it's covering all the bases. I think that, I really do think that this is going to be a tester too. Like if it oh, sells yeah. well, maybe we'll see more Marvel Knights books. I mean, they do this shit all the time. Oh yeah. You know, so if you if you dig it, buy it. Yeah. And if you don't, you'll love it. They don't track torrent downloads, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, in technology news, when T-Mobile unveiled their new pay without a co- go without a contract uh, for their customers, it seemed that that T-Mobile has finally found a way to make their service a bit more appealing than the illusion that they were that they were offering before. Uh, last week, T-Mobile is offering a new plan called Jump, which will allow customers Jump. to upgrade to a new phone for the same price as a new T-Mobile customer for the cost of $10 per month. And this, there are some stipulations, but given how that you have to that you have to wait 24 months to get an upgrade with AT&T and Verizon, uh, this looks like a more appealing option. This is how it works. When you sign up for a new phone, you will have to wait six months before you can be eligible for your first upgrade. Six months. Uh, the phone needs to be in good working condition, and then you can purchase one for the same um, for the same price as a new customer to T-Mobile. Now, the phone must be able to boot up and not have any water damage or a broken screen. So once you've selected your new phone, your old payment plan will be eliminated, and you will be charged a new payment plan based on the new phone. T-Mobile launched a family plan with no contract or credit check required. For $100 a month, four family members can receive unlimited talks and texts and 500 megabytes of full-speed data per month. But you will need to put down a deposit, which is equal to um, to one month of service in lieu of a credit check. Uh, These options finally does give T-Mobile a leg up on the competition, especially since the other major companies are lengthening their upgrade terms t-mobile has finally come up with a plan that makes them a viable candidate for people with either bad credit or like to get the latest and greatest phones when they come up become available good job let's let's be honest bad it is credit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah bad credit or yeah i know because the latest and greatest phones don't necessarily come to t-mobile all that quickly uh yeah but the, the, the upgrade plan actually sounds like a fucking good deal for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why, you know, you know, it's like, I know companies don't like to do that whole, you know, subsidy thing. And it's just like kind of interesting that they've, you know, they're like going, oh, yeah, for six months. And this sets them apart from everyone else, I believe. And that's that's kind of always been um, T-Mobile's MO. Like they always yeah. are trying to distance themselves from everybody else. They want to be the different one. And which may, which works for them because a lot of people they get pissed off at the big guys and they go I'm gonna go get T-Mobile fuck you guys right you know so fuck your couch fuck your couch bitches <laughs> but yeah I think it's yeah for once you know they kind of they kind of did something right in my opinion YOLO YOLO <laughs> YOLO say YOLO mm-hmm. okay yeah <laughs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, 
Over at the developer conference in London, Sony R&D senior team leader Neil Brown started to explain a new feature for the PlayStation 4 called Play As You Download. The feature works the way it says, um, allowing players to play a game even before it's fully downloaded onto their systems. Quoting with quote, quote, you can visit your friend's house and log into your account and play any game from your digital library, which is good, Brown said. Um, but how useful is it is that if it takes half a day to download the game you want to play? Um, with Play As You Download, you get much quicker access to at least the first section of the game, so you can start playing quicker. So this makes the digital library a practical op- option in the real world. So building on this, you won't have to wait for a game to install from a disc before you can play it either. Utilizing better read speeds from the hard drive, uh, it's possible to play a game while it's installing on your system. Quotey McQuote Steen quote. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get worse and worse. Um, a similar system also works on Blu-ray. Chunks are automatically copied to the hard drive in the background, he said. This this means this, oh, this means that after the first few minutes, your game can rely on having faster read speeds from the hard drive, which provides a better experience for players. And this is a completely background process for the player. They don't have to wait for anything to install after playing the game. The game will launch as soon as the disc has been put into the drive. So basically like it always used to. Right. But it's actually installing in the background. Um, these don't seem like big things, but it's nice to see less time being wasted waiting and more time being used gaming. It's a big deal. I mean, it's um, it's taking the modern convenience of installing something and making it seem like it was like it was before, where you just put the disc in and play it. Right. And then the whole – I mean – Imagine Steve and I both have PlayStation 4. I go to California to visit. I got a couple hot games that he wants to check out right off the fucking network. Yeah. I mean, that's dope. That is. You know I mean, that's really cool. You know, so it's it's uh, just big things from uh, PlayStation. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Xbox has a similar system in place. Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, they will now. Yeah. That, that seems to be their M.O., um, <laughs> Their MO now is just copy Sony. Yeah, they're like, oh, wait, wait, they like that? Okay, um, yeah, we're, we have something similar to uh, to them, and and we don't have DRM. <laughs> See, in, the be- in the beginning, Microsoft said YOLO, but then everyone <laughs> said, no, bro. <laughs> it ain't going to happen like that. You better step your game up. And then Microsoft said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's saying so so. <laughs> wow. I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe we went there. <laughs> I'd like to thank all the little people I stepped on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. As we do each and every week, we find the company person or entity that does something that reeks of douchebaggery oh, yeah, and they become reeks. Yeah, and they become the Lazy Geeks douchebag Douchebag of the week. week. People like this are important to have because it makes all of us look great. Exactly. It makes us feel better in life. So this is actually – this one makes me sad because I actually do really like this company. And I know some of their stuff is overpriced, but some of their stuff is really nice. So fuck off. (laughs) Um. There could be a lot of different reasons why a company wouldn't make products for a particular platform. A lot of these reasons can be legit. Uh, though, what? Yeah. Oh, thought-out decisions that really make sense for the company in the long run. This is not one of those times. So gaming peripheral company Razer uh, makes products for the PC, Mac, and Xbox 360, while the PS3 is left out in the cold. Razer CEO Ming Lang Tan recently hit Twitter as to to say what the reasoning behind not creating products for the PS3 were. So, quoting McQuote, quote, quote, steam quote. Wow. Big steaming pile of quote. <laughs> One of the big reasons why we don't make PlayStation accessories is because I don't really spend time with mine. <sighs> okay. It's interesting to think that a company at the level of Razer would only make things for platforms the CEO uses and not for all their customers. I understand not making a product that isn't going to sell, like a Wii U product, 
but to ignore a <laughs> to ignore a huge number of gamers just because you don't care to use the system yourself seems a bit silly if you ask me. Um, now, when asked if Razer would make products for the upcoming PS4, Tan said Razer will quote definitely be looking at the PS4, but no promises there. They're going to look um, at it on the shelf. Yeah. While the company does have quote high hopes for the console based on what it said E3, I think it's funny <clears throat> that. Razer makes stuff for the Xbox 360. And I, I always wondered this before um, uh, Mr. Tan over here gave his reason. But I've always wondered why they didn't make Because the Xbox 360, it is a bit harder to make things for the Xbox 360 because they have proprietary technology. Right. While the PlayStation has basic standards, Bluetooth and stuff like that. Right. So you could, you could easily make a... a controller that works on the PlayStation and a PC, as long as PC was Bluetooth enabled. Easily. You know, but the Xbox is different. Of course, Xbox, Microsoft, so that makes it easy too. That's a whole different discussion. But that is the stupidest reason <laughs> that a company doesn't make something. What? Because I don't play it. Yeah, what company, what business model? It's almost like, I only make shit for me to use. Yeah, you know, it's like, well... I mean, because, like, if you look at it this way, it is such a stupid and myopic approach to a to business. Yeah, with myopic. Um, to a business approach, it, it just it doesn't make sense to me because, like, you're se- you have, okay, we're going to sell to the Xbox 360. We're going to s- – and how many of those devices are you going to be selling to Xbox 360 people? Because – you're thinking, oh, well, my revenue stream is such that I don't have to worry about opening it up to a PS4 or a Vita or, you know, uh, or even to, like, because Razer does stuff for the PCs, which, may, you know, it's understandable. But yeah, I don't... Oh, they, that's that's their bread and butter. Yeah, the, the PC, but I don't... I'm using a Razer mouse, as we're saying. Yeah, but I don't... <laughs> but, and I understand this, like, well, we do a lot with the PC with Microsoft, so obviously it makes sense with the Xbox. But at the same time, it's like, why not open up that revenue stream? It's like, it's... It's like games that, you know, it's like PC games that aren't developed for Mac. You know, it's like, yeah, you may not get a whole lot out of that out of that stream... But at least have it. Well, and it's also on the flip, too. Razer's one of those companies that is always saying they're all about the gamer, they're about the gamer's needs. But you're not truly about the gamer if you're just not giving a flying shit about a mass majority of them. You're about the gamer that likes the Xbox 360. You're not about the gamer. Because if you really look at it, too, Sony is more about the gamer than the Xbox and then Microsoft was. You know, and uh, it's so to me, it just makes no sense to have that kind of to have that kind of mentality yeah. because I I think most gamers own both systems. Yeah. You know, and, unless they're like diehard fanboys or broke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I'm fully with them on that because yeah. I had only an Xbox 360 for a long time. Yeah, and then you got a PS3. And, and... I step my game up, homie. <laughs> Dude, Gia from the from the knee up, you know. Uh, <laughs> but that's you know. But it just to me, it's just it's super silly. It's like, why would you do something that stupid? Well, I don't play the PS3, so there's no. It's like really. So your whole your whole mo- your business model is based on you. So what other stuff do you not make things for? You know. Well, let's make things for. The Honda, because I really like the Honda, and I don't like any other cars, so... No, it'd, be, it'd be funny if it's like, you know what? I just dusted off my old NES. Let's make a NES controller. Just, you know. <laughs> just for shits and giggles, you know? Yeah. We'll make a three-button one, like A, B, and C, and just trip them out, you know? <laughs> oh, man. See, and, and I, to me, Razor, even Razor's, I mean... Not in their defense, but Razer's Xbox 360 line is not robust. Like they have a couple of things. It, their their big thing is PC. Like I have I have the Death Adder mouse, it's a wonderful mouse. I'm getting the uh, uh, Death something keyboard just because I like it, you know. But it's um I want the mechanical keyboard. My wife would fucking trip out with the click 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 every time I type it. <laughs> um, great company. 
you know, nothing wrong with them. But this, their CEO kind of sucks. It kind of reminds me of like um, – I think this was one of our douchebags before, but it was uh, Chick-fil-A when the CEO said something about not liking homosexuals. Oh, right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that's not the company. That's just the CEO's an idiot. Right. You know, he's YOLOing it up. <laughs> right. I mean, if he didn't – if he's one of those guys who's like, well, I don't really play the PS3, but yet we still make shit for the PS3. Okay, that's different. You know. Yeah, you don't have to play it. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. But fucking bitches, dude. Just like bitches be bitches. You know. What I know, I mean? that's, right? That's all it is. Bitches, bitches, Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. When I, I remember checking out the story, going, "Oh my god, dude, that's like the stupid." And and, and it was funny too, because like I read the article. I was on my phone, and I was with uh, uh, with the girl I'm seeing. And I mentioned it to her, and she and we had this like 15 minute discussion about how stupid that approach was. And I was like, going, you know what? That's our douchebag. Because if we're having a 15 minute discussion, and she's not even all that familiar, she's just going like, well, that's a stupid business policy. Yeah, you don't even have to know about gaming to just know that's stupid. Yeah, and you I was like, going, then that that's it. That's my douchebag right there. That'd you know? be the DB. That'd, that'd be the DB. That'd be the DB. Know? Yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous. Um. So, really quick, uh, we actually – our show actually ran pretty short this week. Um, but uh, next week, we might have a little bit of a longer show because it is Comic-Con weekend. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, next week, we might break the format depending on how much news comes. That's the thing, though, is that you know we can't plan – the show that's the thing that's like, the thing it's, it's please just, believe yeah. yeah it depends on how much shit comes out of comic-con if not a lot of new shit comes out and it's stuff that's like oh yeah this which we talked about months ago is it's confirmed now then that's that's one thing but if there's actually some surprises in the con and if there's a lot of them we'll probably spend most time just talking about comic-con shit right um because this week's probably going to be – everything's going to be built up to the con, which starts on Thursday, and then Thursday through Sunday is going to be – well, Thursday through Saturday mostly is going to be the big shit from the con. So um, you know how the show goes next week is going to determine by how much news comes out and how much news we give a shit about. Just, which is usually not that much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Let's I'm be honest. Well, yeah, but I'm really curious to hear see what people think about because you know the PS4 is going to be playable there and mm. the Xbox One. So mm. I'm, really, I'm really curious to see how people, you know, rate those. Um, 20th Century Fox has their panel in Hall H, but they have nothing listed. It's to be announced. So people are thinking, oh, X Factor. Is that when they're going to announce X Factor, or they're going to have a, you know. Days of Future Past, you know, panel there, you know, things like that. So there, there, there are some stuff that I, I definitely would be interested in seeing, you know, that comes out next week. So, and obviously, check the website lazygeeks.com because we'll have news and stuff like that. We'll probably try to keep it as current or even do like roundups the next day, you know, of what happened at the event. So. And also, if you're going, you know, hit us up. Let us know what's going on, what's going down there. Hit us up. Yeah. Because we ain't going this year to hit us yeah. up. <laughs> and uh, it, the thing is, is that, yeah, it sucks that we're not going this year. But at the same time, it's like, there'll be so much, there's so much shit. I think our coverage of it will be better because we'll be at home organizing information. Yeah, you know. Instead of just there, like, I went to this one panel. I just fucking stayed there all day because it was dope as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was like, panel after panel after panel. It was just insane. Yoda! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, I'm going to go to Comic-Con one year. I'm going to pick a year where Yolo is – no one even knows what it means anymore. Yeah. And I'm just going to run through the convention going, Yolo! Yolo! Yo to the motherfucking oh baby! <laughs> I thought you knew, bitch. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you all to check out the website, 
TheLazyGeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network, either on iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including the upcoming In the Ink podcast, which will be dropped on Thursday, uh, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile podcast. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, or add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas, or Adam over there at TLG Adam O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. The Lazy Geeks themes provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. <laughs> What you want, 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 what you want,